Welcome to the Humanizing Work Show podcast, where we dig into topics large and small related to our mission, which is to help make work more fit for humans and all of us humans more capable of doing great work. You can learn more about humanizing work at humanizingwork.com. Welcome to the Humanizing Work Mailbag, where we answer questions from the Humanizing Work community. If you have a question you've been noodling on, email us at mailbag at humanizingwork.com, and we'll see if we've got a good answer for you. Now, sometimes these questions come in from those emails or from tweets. Other times, they're questions that come up in community discussions or classes we teach or coaching sessions with clients. And Richard, you had an interesting question come up in a class you were teaching this week about user stories. Yeah, this was a product owner class, and we'd finished the initial segment on user stories and asked uh, what questions about user stories remained. And one of the participants asked, is user story fatigue a real thing? And part of me wanted to just dig in and find out specifically what's going on in this team that prompted this question. But I found the phrase user story fatigue so evocative that I wanted to just talk about that with the larger community here, because I think there are some things there that may be useful to other people who maybe never use that phrase, but know what we're talking about when I say it. Uh, the first thing that came to mind when I heard the phrase user story fatigue is uh, something that the great strength coach Dan John talks about. He tells the story of somebody coming to him and saying, you know, coach, I, I can't do squats because they hurt my knees. I've tried. It just doesn't work. And he said, OK, without a lot of weight, show me what your squat looks like and we'll see if we can fix that. And so the guy demos and coach says, well, Squats aren't hurting your knees, but I see how whatever that was is hurting your knees. And I can see how the, the thing that people are experiencing as user story fatigue is fatigue about something, but maybe not user stories the way we think about them. The essence of user stories is empathy with users, like thinking about the work that we're going to do and organizing the work in terms of what it'll mean for your user. That's possible somebody's experiencing fatigue with that. I've been there before where I've been working in a domain where I'm I'm tired of the domain. It no longer interests me or I'm frankly annoyed with my users for one reason or another. And in that situation, the fix is figuring out how to care about your users and your domain again, which might mean going out and doing some customer interviews, observing people, just having some conversations, talking with somebody about what's frustrating and kind of decoupling that from the domain. There's a, a variety of things you can do to, to try to grow that empathy again. Or maybe like where I ended up, you might need to move to another domain that feels fresh for you where you can care about it again. But knowing a little bit about the context that this question was coming from, what someone is probably referring to when they say user story fatigue is all the ceremony and bureaucracy that's built up around what people are calling user stories, you know, templates, processes, tools. So it's like JIRA fatigue or bureaucracy fatigue. It's things that are probably taking away from the purpose of empathizing with users. So it's like going through the motions of a thing we're calling user stories, but missing that core essence of user stories, which is empathizing with our users and organizing our work so that they experience benefit from what we do every day. And so in that case, if you're experiencing that kind of sort of user story fatigue, I would suggest stripping it back to the core and making sure that when you use user stories, they really are increments of value described from the perspective of a user. We're trying to get things done every day. We're connected to our users so we see the impact of what we're doing. 
And then maybe you bring back some of the other templates and things around it insofar as they're useful, but don't go through the process just to do it. And that should take away the fatigue and reconnecting us with our real users, our purpose of what we're doing is really motivating and, and I think would overcome this. So yeah, user story fatigue can be a real experience that I would understand, but it's not really user story fatigue, it's probably something else. There's another flavor of this and it might have the same solution, but another way that I think some teams can experience this is when you're always looking at small slice, small slice, small slice, small slice, uh, you can get kind of in that feature factory fatigue as well. Like we're always just doing this small thing, this small thing, this small thing, and never connecting the dots or feeling like how that makes a big difference because it's it's really meaningful frequently to have like the big thing, the the big splash, like we made a big difference for somebody. And we all want to be connected to something that's bigger than us or, or bigger than today or bigger than this sprint. So how do we get that sense of, I did a thing that really mattered. Like I was part of something big and important. And I'm curious if you had any thoughts on that. It might be some of the same techniques. It might be other things. Yeah, and for, for that, I recommend not just working on user stories, but the way we teach agile planning is kind of a hierarchical backlog where larger customer research and vision breaks down into minimum marketable features, which break down into stories. And you can trace back from this small change we're making to our system builds up to a meaningful feature, which is a step towards a major strategic step, which leads us towards a vision of a better future. And we understand the customer that we're serving at all those levels. So providing context helps. And if you're a product owner listening to this, all the connections between those dots are almost certainly more obvious to you than they are to your team. The cognitive bias, the curse of knowledge means that once you know something, it's obvious to you and you can forget to talk about it. So I tell product owners that you need to communicate about these things, the connections between features and stories, uh, what the vision or purpose is. You got to communicate about those things so much that it feels like you're wildly over communicating. And that's when you probably got it right, because it's obvious to you, but it's not obvious to everybody else. Yeah, uh, I'll say that one of the things that I really appreciate about the way that you talk about those hierarchical levels is that they're not just containers but that each level of granularity still has impact all the way down to the user story level has some impact for the user. The MMF or minimal marketable feature has more impact for the user. The strategic step has massive impact for the user, right? The vision obviously is, is a huge impact. And so they're not just containers or work breakdown structures. They're really hierarchies of impact rather than hierarchies of work breakdown, or I guess, solves both of those problems uh, simultaneously. Yeah. And if that intrigues you and you want to know more about like why we don't like epics, shoot us an email at mailbag at humanizingwork.com and tell us about your situation and what makes you curious about that. If you enjoyed this episode and want more content like this, the best thing you can do is subscribe to the podcast and rate it on your favorite podcasting platform. We'd love it if you shared the podcast with friends, family, and coworkers that you think might benefit from learning more about how to make work more fit for humans and humans more capable of doing great work. If you want help humanizing your work, you can find out about our products and services at humanizingwork.com. We spend much of our lives working, so let's make that investment meaningful for us and all of the people connected to it.